welcome back to Test Talks. My name is Tessa and I'm your host. Please like and subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on. Today, I am chatting with my friend Reagan. She currently lives in Utah working as a nanny and she also does online school. She um, is looking into becoming an architectural and interior designer. She loves to read, she loves art and music, and she sings. She doesn't like to sing in front of people, but she has a beautiful voice. Um, I know her through church, I know her parents, and I know her. Um, I was actually one of her youth leaders when she was 16 and 17. Today I'm going to chat with her about her anxiety and how she's been able to get through it and what has worked for her. Let's get started. Hi, Reagan. Thank you so much for joining me today. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. I've been wanting to come on here. I'm excited too. I'm excited to have you. I'm excited to to talk about what we're going to talk about today and help. Hopefully it can help some people, um, you know, maybe who are going through the same thing and, um, and maybe, maybe things that they haven't thought about. So I'm really kind of excited about that. I am too. (laughs) So how, so my, my first question is like, how old were you when you realized that you had anxiety or how old were you when your parents took you somewhere and the doctor said, Oh, she has anxiety. Um, I would say it started in elementary school with, um, I started kind of connecting the dots of where the anxiety might've formed from. And I figured out that Um, So I have celiac disease, but all growing up in elementary school, I was sick at school every day with stomach aches and my parents didn't understand how I could be sick every single day. Like, oh, are you just not wanting to go to school? But it did end (laughs) up having a reason. But I think the way that my sickness and school went hand in hand kind of triggered this anxiety. And that's when it all started was with school. Um, I stopped going to in-person school like third grade-ish. I just started being homeschooled because it like became too much. So I would say around third grade is when it started. Wow. Okay. So were you diagnosed with celiac when you were little or around this time when you were having stomach issues at school? I was 10. So around the same time. Around the same time. Okay. So yeah, definitely, you know, being nervous about stuff plus having celiac, you know, that can really, they go hand in hand. Like they, they don't complement each other. <laughs> like, yeah. It was like a physical feeling that triggered mm-hmm. it, which now associates with school I or did at least. Uh-huh. So how did you, what did you do then you know, you started homeschool around third grade. Um, how did you associate or socialize? how did you socialize with other people? Did you, were you going to homeschool group? Um, I had friends that also homeschooled that we would do stuff together with. And I've just never really had a problem with socializing. 
okay outside of not having school I just have always had like a group of friends and it's always kind of been the same friends so I just socialized with them or most of them were older so we weren't going to be in the same grade at school anyway so it didn't really matter so I still got that socialness but probably not obviously as much as a normal kid because I wasn't at school for seven hours a day with other kids right with a bunch of other kids um, so being homeschooled then, did it, did it help lessen the anxiety or did you still have that when you like went to the grocery store with your mom or, you know, were at an event and there's lots of people like, how did that work? Um, it relieved the stress about worrying about having to go to school every day for sure, but it did still happen. Yes. Like at the store or, um, any like church activity, like activity days, it wasn't really my thing. Like I just was scared of everything always. And let me just add that every year I tried going back to school. So it wasn't like third grade. I'm just not going back to school. I'm homeschooled. Like I kept trying. So it was just kind of a constant battle of like, I really want this to work, but it's not working. So do you think it was, um, that you were with a bunch of people or was it maybe the stress of, of, um, the academics? Um, it's so funny. I've never really like talked about this. So it kind of is like deep diving back into like the past (laughs) in my childhood. Um, I think, yeah, I just didn't want the pressure of like, for example, answering questions in front of people or like, I was really just not asking questions. If I was confused, I would go home and ask my mom because I didn't even want to like have a be a conversation with my teacher. So it really wasn't a good atmosphere for me to learn because I wasn't using it to my advantage anyways. Right. Cause it is important. I I tell this to Connor all the time because he kind of is the same way where um, if he's confused about something, he won't ask the teacher. Yeah. Um, He, because it's embarrassing to him. Like he, you know, he doesn't want his friends to think he doesn't know what he's doing, but I mean, it, that's a very important thing in school is if you don't get it, you know, asking for help. Um, I think another thing was that, uh, besides the celiac disease, like that's figured out, whatever I would get sick because I have a really bad immune system for about like a week and a half to two weeks with pneumonia every single beginning of the school year. So it was always a bad start to the year. I'm gone for a week or so. And now I'm embarrassed that I was gone. People are asking, why are you gone? So I'd rather just not go back. Like it was just the constant and it happened every single year. And it was so frustrating because that was another like embarrassing thing to me. Wow. So when does that still happen or has the pneumonia stopped? When did that stop? No, I still get it once at least once a year around winter time. If it's not, yeah, just a thing. Wow. I catch it sooner, and it can be not pneumonia, but it still is around five days. Yeah, yeah, that is so crazy. I, you are the second person now that I have met um, or talked to because I mean I know you. It's not like I just met you, but <laughs> um, who I have recently talked to who. Um, she gets pneumonia like every five years, oh, wow. like every five years, all of a sudden she gets pneumonia and it's like clockwork. So that's really interesting. I don't think I've ever known 
anybody in my life until now <laughs> that got pneumonia constantly, like on the regular. <laughs> yeah. Like ever since I was two years old and went to the hospital for it, like it was just every year. Wow. But now, now I, it could be more like bronchitis or something like a little bit mm-hmm. less, but just is, does that have to do with, um, do you have asthma? Does that have to do with, yes, I have with asthma. that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That can be really, that can be really hard. Um, so then trying to go to school, but being sick, I mean, that's, that can definitely be a huge stress, um, on a body and on your mind. Um, so then what about high school? Did you, I know you were, you were homeschooled in high school too. Did you branch out though? Did you try to do any groups? Um, so high school, I'm trying to think exactly. I think my freshman or sophomore year, I can't remember, was like my strongest year in school. Like I made it pretty far. Like I was there, I was in it, I was going to the football games, I was doing all the things. Nice. I had a friend group, I was just really getting involved. Then I probably got pneumonia or something and like triggered <laughs> everything all over again. But um yeah, I just I always had my friends out of school. Now I'm in like young women's with them. I'm seeing them at church. We're always doing something on the weekends. Um, I'm in like singing class. I did, I always did something like growing up. I was on a dance team. Um, and that was fine. That didn't bother you. Oh no, I hated it. I did. Oh, yeah. That was so stressful. Yeah. I think that was just, that was just like a drill team dance team for like young kids. And it was even my mom was like, I don't know what that was. Uh, that was not my favorite. I still like went to dance and I loved dance. Yeah. And I love singing and I loved my singing teacher. I still like would refuse to do solos at our recitals. Like, no, thank you. I'll be in the group numbers. You know, I still had my limits, but I loved still doing these Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's hard when you have, um, when you have all this passion for something like singing or, you know, even if you did have a passion for dancing and then, but then getting up on that stage, you know, like I, I sang most of my, you know, youth and young adult age, like all the time I did, um, paid gigs. I did. Oh, yeah. you know, I didn't know that. Stuff. Look at you. I did all of that. And then, and I was never nervous. Um, but after I had kids, I couldn't go back up on the stage and sing a solo without like hyperventilating almost. (laughs) And I still, to this day, get nervous when I sing, um, which I have always thought is so strange because I never had that before. Um, you know, so anxiety can happen at any time. It's not, always something that you grow up with, you know, it can happen later in your life as an adult. Um, and I'm not sure it ever really goes away, but what did you, what did you and your parents do for like coping skills or learning how to deal with stressful, anxious situations? Um, I think it was a mix of giving me my space from those things, but also pushing me to like prove to myself that the, these things that I saw as such a big deal were never that big of a deal. Like it wasn't like, no one's actually looking at me in the way I think they are. These situations aren't the way I see them. 
So it was kind of just a tough thing to understand where they were coming from because it was from a good place of like, no, if you try, then you can like really know, like confirm that it's actually as scary as you think it is or prove to yourself that it wasn't, you know? Yeah. I think just like the little pushes and like I did the life coach thing. I did the therapy thing. You know, I've done it all. Um, I did medicine. Like I, I've done everything really. I don't do any of the above right now, but I think they all work great at different levels of your journey with anxiety because it is always changing. And I think the goal is to be fine without any of them at one point in your life. So I agree with that. I think, yeah, it just really depended on the situation. Like for example, oh, they're doing this for mutual. Like I, that that's too scary. I don't want to go. No, you're going, you need to try it. Like, I feel like even (laughs) you probably didn't like see me in that way because I'd go to these things and I would like put on the face and I would just be there. But like, it was probably a full on like argument beforehand. Like, not like argument, (laughs) like pushing me like to go, you know, every time. Yeah. Well, I know when I first, um, when I was first working with the young women and, and met you, um, I didn't know anything about that or that you were struggling with any of that. Um, and I probably didn't for a while. I knew that you were uh, celiac um, and I was, you know, and I'm gluten-free. So I was like, oh, okay. I felt like that kind of helped us have a little connection Yeah. because I always wanted to make sure that there was something for you or that we didn't do something where it would like kill you. <laughs> you <know>? Yes. Which, <laughs> which meant a lot to me because those situations also were always like awkward for me because it's like oh they're baking cakes mom like I actually can't go and she's like oh okay (laughs) (laughs) well and you know it's important um that's one of the things I learned in being a leader in young women's was that you know it's important to know certain things about each girl so that way you can make sure that that they're I don't want to say their issue but whatever it is they're dealing with is, um, addressed in a private way where it's not like, Oh, Reagan, you're gluten-free, you're celiac. So let's make sure we do every, you know, yeah. but still being, making sure that you feel comfortable, um, as well as, as all the other girls. So that was something I learned. That was a huge learning thing for me. Um, cause I didn't, you know, never really thought about that beforehand. So that was, that was a, a, you know, something good for me, but I didn't really realize either until I was working with you and the other girls that, um, cause I, you were 16, right. Or 15 turning 16 when I came in. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And, um, I actually didn't realize how many young girls, um, not just the ones in the church, but uh, it, it really opened my eyes to how many girls in um, high school and even middle school are dealing with anxiety and depression. And it's huge. Um, and everybody puts on a front, you know, a, a facade that, oh, no, no I'm okay. I'm fine. Um, even if they don't want to be there. And um, it was just a huge eye opener to me of 
you know, maybe I dealt with a little bit of anxiety or depression when I was a kid, but it wasn't really like talked about a lot, um, that I remember. And so when I started realizing that, you know, there was so much anxiety with this age group, um, I really wanted to try to find things to help people because I was like, okay, like I could not imagine living my life like that as a teenager, constantly being anxious. And, you know, I, I think I was, um, a little bit more confident and times were different back then though, too, you know, not that it was that long ago, <laughs> but it was back then. <laughs> um, right, way back then. Um, so tell me, um, if you feel comfortable, tell me a little bit about like life coaching. Um, you don't have to tell me who or how many times, like, how do you think life coaching helped you? Um, okay. I think sometimes people can be against life coaching and people can be against therapy because they're totally different things. So I started off with life coaching. I think I started with life coaching. Yeah. So just this woman and I would just go to her house and it would just be like, we're just talking and we're just building ways to cope. We're making like quotes to live by. I remember she was like, we need to make you a saying for when your anxiety is triggered and you like don't know what to do. And I was like, okay. And I still remember it to this day. I think I was 10 when I started it. And it was, I can try, I can do, I can make it through. So all I needed to do in those situations was try, do, and every time you're going to make it through if you just do those three things. And so that's what I learned from her. And she that's even awesome. did I love that. I love that. It doesn't even have to be an anxiety situation. It could be anything. It, there's a difference between being scared and anxiety. You know, even if you're like just scared to do anything, just you try, you do, and you make it through. Um, and she also did like this camp where um, I'm not even sure what it was called. But it was just a bunch of young girls and we just made crafts and it was like building our confidence and self-love. I think it was like a self-love kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I did it with Kaylin Moyers and my friend Ella Collette. Like we just did it together and it was just super fun. And so it was more of just like lighthearted, like coping things. And then I tried therapy and that was more of like, let's figure out how we can get you to go to school come like comfortably. And I was like, just not about it. I think (laughs) I have such great um, experiences at therapy and I want to try it again because I think I have a more mature headspace about that stuff too. I think I just wasn't really mature enough to be there. I just always felt like targeted it was like that's the point you're supposed to talk about yourself and the things (laughs) that like affect you um I don't think I was mature enough at the time to really understand where they were coming from so I was just a little bit offended I think because I was like I want to talk about other things other than school Mm -hmm. like I don't want to go to school like can we just get over it kind of thing but that was like I just wanted to be good in like life. I didn't really want it to be all about school because it wasn't just about school. Yeah. So it almost seems like at that point, then like the life coaching did a little bit more good for you than the therapy. 
yeah, at that age, I think so. So would you consider doing life coaching again? I mean, you said already that you, you would do therapy. Um, I think so. I mean, I'm open to anything. I think it's easier to find a life coach than a therapist. Yeah. I, so recently I started doing life coaching. Like I started going to a life coach and, um, just because I've been in this huge learning curve and I'm, I'm learning all these things. I was like, well, what about this? And what about that? And so, um, I think it's, I think life coaching is actually amazing. I think it's fantastic. Um, you know, it might even be something that I want to do for others someday because it's so much of like how I feel about things and wanting to help people. But, um, and I've never seen a therapist, so I have no idea what that's like, but yeah, it I is a lot of talking about yourself. <laughs> for sure. And actually I just thought of this. So my voice teacher that I was talking about before, um, usually like I do stuff like different lessons or branching out things. And I usually just stop them at some point. Cause I'm like, I'm kind of over this, but I have stayed with her for years because not only am I doing voice, but like we're chatting every time we have this great relationship. And to me, like, she's kind of like a life coach to me without even being one. Uh-huh. Because she just like understands me on a different level. And we've just always kind of talked about my anxieties because it's a very known thing when you're singing, like you have to know that I'm scared. Like, obviously you're going to know right off the bat that I'm scared because that's just what you have to, you know? Um, so I feel like with her, I also grew my confidence in that way too, because it was another thing I was doing to prove to myself that it wasn't as big as I thought it would be. And like, obviously she's not going to keep training me for years and years if I don't have any singing potential, you know, like she would have stopped (laughs) me already. So it's just little things like that. So I would say that like, that was kind of like a life coach to me, but yeah, I think life coaching and therapy and everything like anything to help potentially is so great. Like it's so great. Um, I think that it's easy to think we can solve everything on our own. I think about, I thought that way a lot. I kind of do still. I'm like, oh, I can just get through it now because I've grown, you know, but really it's not, it's not a bad thing to have to, like those things should not be like, oh, you're really going through it. Then no, I could be perfectly fine and still, it's still healthy to talk about your feelings and, you know, not keep everything inside all the time. Yeah. And it's not necessarily that, you know, it always has to be a life coach or a therapist. Like how did your friends help you? Um, I think building that trust and safe space was a really big deal to me because I wasn't like, I wasn't going to school and I wasn't doing this and that, but with my friends, I could be totally myself. They knew it was very important that they knew my limits too. Like, Hey, like growing up, Hey, on the night out, like, just let me know the plan. That that was just like kind of important to me. Like, I just want to know the plan. I don't like being put in surprise situations because I get really, really affected by that. You know, growing up, I'm totally fine now, like whatever, it's not that deep, but I think just they knew me so well and they knew my limits and they also struggled with it too. I think everyone at some point in their life struggled with anxiety, even if they weren't diagnosed with it or it wasn't as serious. 
mm-hmm. and depression I think everyone's going through something and when you become really comfortable with people and you start realizing wow like it's not just me I think that was yeah I think that's really important too is um getting to the point where you understand and realize that you're not the only one that has gone through it or is going through it. Um, we're all going through something, like you said, like we are all going through something and it doesn't matter what phase of life we're in. Um, you know, we could be at a, a really good point or we could be at a not so good point or we could be at a really bad point. And, um, but I think it's important to have friends who understand that. And, um, a true friend stays with you no matter your ups and downs and is there for you and understands it and helps you to get through it. So I'm glad that you were able to find, you know, have people like that in your life. I think it's also cool to open up to your friends about those things, because just like I watch my friends, they've also watched me grown and they tell you like, wow. And you tell them, like, I'm really proud of you. Like, I've seen you through it all. Like, this is great. So I think it's also scary to open up, but it's also great because you can talk about it through it all. Like, wow, I'm really happy you're super stable right now. Like, what did you do? And then you can help them out too, you know? Yeah, I think you're right. It's absolutely important for, um, I think, anyone of any age. So, you know, elementary, middle school, high school, adults, um, you know, that you're able to communicate with your friends and, and then yes, be able to do that, that, um, supporting and uplifting part of, Hey, wow, you, you made it through this whole activity and it was amazing. You know, you didn't have, you didn't go crawl in the corner. Like I'm so proud of you. Yeah. Um, cause we need that. We need that, um, motivation and that encouragement from our friends and our family. And I'm sure your family, because uh, your family is amazing, but I'm sure that they were very supportive of you as well. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes it's important because sometimes we look at our lives and don't see it, the growth other people see. Like looking back now and talking about all this stuff, I'm like, wow, I'm in such a different place in life right now. And sometimes you don't realize that. Yeah, yeah, because you don't, it, I mean, it's true. It's like when I see... Um, I mean, I don't, I don't see growth in myself most of the time either, um, even as an adult. Um, but especially as a kid, when you're going through a hard time, it's hard to see anything positive or anything moving forward, you know? So it's great to have that support system. Um, okay. So you're, you're now graduated from high school. Yes. And um, so what did you do? after high school to help you move away from home and start that chapter of your life? Okay, so backstory, I'm eight years old. I'm with my best friend, Kaylee Campbell. We're just, ever since we were eight years old, like we're gonna move to Utah. Like that's just our dream place. That's where everyone goes and we must go to. (laughs) And then, you know, our lives went on. Like she went to EA the year before because she's a year older than me. And then we find ourselves on family vacation in Hawaii that she wasn't even supposed to go on the trip to last minute. And we're tanning by the pool and we both were like, should we actually go to Utah? Like, should we go? And so we went and it was just very like, 
spontaneous because we we're both just doing online classes and nannying like we're not really stuck here other than now we're nannies of course but it was kind of like we're not really going to like a physical college or anything we're just going and so, so you're just moving you're just moving there you're living there but you're doing all your classes online yes okay um and now we have our nanny jobs that obviously keep us here more consistently than at first <laughs> it was definitely an adjustment but I feel like it just all happened so fast we like got our apartment in December like we um signed up for it, whatever it's called and then we moved end of August and it just all happened and all of a sudden I was living on my own and I and it just went from zero to a hundred I also had a job over the summer for the first time that also helped me branch out and like do like scary things like and just having a schedule and a routine is important. Um, and so we moved here and we had some crazy experiences with roommates and such that just really helped someone grow because learning to deal with different people in situations helps you grow. I mean, I never drove on the freeway before Utah. And then all of a sudden, that's all you do in Utah. So I'm driving on the freeway. I mean, it just put me automatically in these situations where you have to do things by yourself. And uh -huh. it was so good for me. Like it was so scary at first, but it's so good for me. Good. Now. Good. And so how has um, being able to cope with different things, how um, you know, what is your situation like right now with, I mean, how, how did it even help you with being a nanny with other people, you know, with kids? So over the summer, I worked with kids at our, like the summer camp by our cabin. And okay. so I kind of like had that and I've always been good with kids. I have a lot of little cousins that I like really helped with growing up when I was homeschooled. Like I would also be like helping my cousin with her babies um because she was a single mom at the time and so I would just help her while doing my school or whatever um so I think that was one thing that I was confident in like I know I can deal with kids but there is always that anxiety like oh I hope I'm doing it right but I mean they trust me so I just you know hey, I, say, I hope I'm doing it right okay so <laughs> I do think nannying was a little bit of a safe option job, though. Like, I'm just with a kid all day. I don't really deal with other people. Um, yeah. At my summer job, it was a lot more interaction with, like, all sorts of parents that had all sorts of different ways they raised their kids and all sorts of kids and all that stuff. Um, but, no, I love it. And, yeah, I don't think that triggers it as much as other things. I think my anxiety still gets triggered here, obviously, but I just go with it. I don't know. I just do it. It's just crazy. That no, that's, that's just awesome. Works now. Yeah, no, that's awesome. So um, have you, how has making new friends up there been? Like, have you been able to make new friends? Um, are you, have you gone on dates? You know, does that make you anxious or are you okay with that? Um, so I moved here in August and I refused to do the dating app thing. I was like, I'm not getting on mutual. I'm going to meet someone organically if I'm supposed to meet them. Like totally had that mindset. 
And then all my roommates and friends were going on dates and it's now December and I'm like, screw it. This isn't working. Like I'm bored and like dates can just be fun. Like, I don't know why everyone makes it to be this big ordeal. Like it, that's what my mindset was. So I was like, fine, I'll just get the app. I give up. And the first day I went on was like the nicest boy ever. And um, it was just great. Like it was a great way to also prove to Reagan once again, like, it's not that big of a deal. You get a yeah. dating app, it's not that big of a deal. Like, it's just a good way to meet people, honestly. Yes. Yeah. Well, and, you know, it doesn't mean it's nothing, like, cemented in stone, you know? Um, like you said, some people make it such a big deal, like, you got a date and it's for, you know, getting married. Like, sometimes you just need to date to have fun um, and meet people and be friends. And yeah you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, so what, um, what continues to help you now as an adult, (laughs) um, living on your own and (laughs) in college, like what helps you, or do you still call your mom or do you still have, you know, friends that help you, or do you have thoughts and, you know, what helps you still now? I think just constantly pushing myself out of my comfort zone is what helps me grow. And even though it's scary, it has never turned out to be that bad. Like every single time I go on a different date, I'm super anxious before, but so are every single other girl I know before a date. Like it's just a thing. And then you go and even if it's like not the best or you didn't really like him that much like hey it was a fun time you went out you did something and it helps you become more comfortable for the next time or know what things you liked in him but didn't like in the other guy you know and I think also like going to institute has been a new thing for me up here and I love it so much I don't know if you know who David Butler is he's kind of like popular he's my institute teacher this is my home I feel so lucky every Thursday because he is the coolest person ever. And just the way he talks about it is just the best. Just the way he speaks is so good. Every time I'm, I leave and I'm like, that was the best thing ever. <laughs> no, it's so funny because I went the first time and I'm like, who is this man? He's amazing. I look him up on Instagram and I'm like, oh, he's the one that posts all the things that I love so much on Instagram. And I never just like connect to the dots. And then after... He like walked up because he's always like walking around before saying hi to everyone. And I straight up looked at him and I was like, I love you. You are the best. And like literally just like word vomit to David. He's just like standing there like, oh, thank you so much. Like that made my night. But like also, what are you even saying? I'm like, I love you so much. I don't know. I just needed to tell him because he really just changed my perspective on so many things. Because like as a future missionary, like you think things are like you have to be very like doctrine and you know um but the way he talks about it is (laughs) casual but just like anyone can talk about it because if as long as you're like I don't even know what I'm saying but well they he makes it to where it's understandable for anybody and where you know like someone who might have anxiety or depression you're like oh you mean it's that easy you mean I really I could do that you know so yeah so let's talk about that what made you decide to go on a mission 
And how did you get over that? Because I know that, you know, anybody who decides to go on a mission, it's, there's lots of anxiety and questions and, you know, all kinds of things like that. But what, what helps you or what made you decide to do that? Um, so it kind of came out of nowhere. It was around, it was kind of just ever since I moved to Utah, I was always in the back of my head. Also, it was straight up in my patriarchal blessing, but I never saw it until this year, which is so crazy. I got my patriarchal <laughs> blessing when I was like 14 and never noticed it. So that's crazy. Um, and then I just, I couldn't stop thinking about it. And so I told my dad I, and my mom, I was like, I think I need to go on a mission and my dad was like okay like I think you just need to start the process because something will always stop you if you're not supposed to go so at least just start like you know papers take a while just start doing the process like let's open your portal let's talk to the state president let's do all the things I'm like okay and nothing has stopped me I guess I don't know <laughs> um but I was thinking I the same thing as like a lot of people like where did it come from I was actually journaling about this last night because I'm like I need to document all this these mission thoughts because it is kind of crazy like I said my past does not really line up with a future missionary it's just not something that I ever thought would be a thing because of my past and so I was like, Heavenly Father, are you sure? Like me, I don't think you know what who you're talking about. Like, I don't know about this. Um, but then I remembered this um situ. What am I saying? I remember this moment when I was 11 years old, and I was like, Wow, I can't believe. I forgot about, I didn't forget about it, but it was always there, but it was like re-entered into my mind. Mm -hmm. It was and, stored somewhere. <laughs> yes. And so basically my family went on a motorhome trip when I was 11 years old and we, one of the stops was Utah. I'd never been to Utah before. Like I said earlier, when I was eight years old, my dream was Utah. So I felt robbed that I had never been to Utah before. Like how rude of my parents to not have taken me till 11 years old. Everyone goes to Utah when you're Mormon. Like, why have I not been to Utah? This is so confusing. <laughs> we live right next door. So that was one of our stops. And we did all the things. We stopped at all the temples, of course. And we go to the Salt Lake City Visitor Center. And... It's just me and my dad in one of like the rooms and they have like a big screen and there's like an iPad and you can like click different missionary videos. And my dad was like, okay, go click one and we'll watch one. So I clicked one and it was Laura's story. I literally remember Laura's story. That's all I really remember about it. And I remember sitting there and watching it and just getting this overwhelming feeling at 11 years old. I have tears running down my face. And then I feel my dad grab my hand and I look at him and he's also crying. Aww. And I, in that moment, I was going to be a missionary and he knew too. And so that was just a cool experience that happened. And then my life went on and then I remembered it again. And I, it's crazy that I also knew for a good amount of my life that this was like Heavenly Father's plan for me. But I just had to like 
re-remember it at this specific time in my life to get me to go yes. and kind of have that faith in myself that he knew all along. So I think just every step of the way, it's just made sense and nothing's made it not feel right. And so it's just one of those things I'm kind of just going for and it's crazy, but I'm really excited. And I think it's awesome. <laughs> and like I said earlier, school was never really my thing. So I'm just excited for something new that is just different. And I feel like I could be really good at in a different way than just going to school every day. And I don't know, I'm just really excited. It's really crazy. So, cool. so tell, tell our listeners where you're going to. I'm going to Louisiana Baton Rouge, not Baton Rouge, <laughs> not, <laughs> not Baton Rouge, even though I said it at my mission call and I said it to the random missionaries at the airport, it is Baton Rouge. <laughs> that's okay. Yeah, that's um, exciting. You want to hear the craziest thing ever, though? Yes. So I'm on the mutual app because, you know, that's how you just meet friends here. You're just having fun, whatever. And I'm like ready to kind of like be done with it because, you know, I'm going on a mission. Like nothing's, no boy has stopped me now. It's like, I don't think there's time left. <laughs> I think I'm going. <laughs> um, but I was scrolling and boys always have like their missions, like at the bottom of their profile, but I never really look because like all boys go on a mission usually. And it's like, what well, it doesn't really matter. But I see that this guy says Louisiana Baton Rouge. And I was like, no way I need to message him. So he can like text me all about it. Like, I just want to know. And so I did. And he was like, I'll tell you over dinner. And I was like, oh, okay. So (laughs) I was like, what? Are you trying to stop me? No, just kidding. (laughs) He was. (laughs) (laughs) My mom's like, please do. Please do. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, your mom kind of cracks me up. No, it's true. No, I'm just kidding. So if any boys are listening, this is not your last chance. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But he was so nice and just had so much good stuff to say about it. He loved it so much. And it was just such an also cool like experience. Like, what are the odds that I'm scrolling and I see you and we're going and meeting and you went to my mission? It's just like such a cool thing, like how everything connects like that. Yeah, so- it was probably blessing um god probably did that on purpose to to help you sure and it's and just who knows, maybe he'll wait maybe he'll wait for you. <laughs> i know my mom's like are you gonna go out with him again i'm like i think he sees me as just going on a mission but maybe i can try um but yeah he just had so much good stuff to say about it and he has like my information now and he said if you ever have questions or when you're in different areas like all this stuff so i just think it's so cool that is awesome. That is really cool. <laughs> I, I think it's was so super funny. nice and cute. I was kind of like, what is going on? <laughs> well, Reagan is super beautiful. So in um, a year and a half, oh my if God. you're looking, <laughs> send me a message and I'll, I'll get you in contact with her. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> you ever find yourself in Baton Rouge? <laughs> also listeners comes come that too you never know so what are you um what are you most looking forward to um with your mission I think um 
meeting new people, which uh, this is such a funny thing that doesn't really go hand in hand with anxiety. I love meeting new people. I like just like having conversations with new people because it's always a little bit deeper than, or sometimes it can just become more deep than a normal conversation with your friend because you already know so much about them. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said earlier, I've had some like crazy roommate experiences and stuff, but still at the end of the day, I feel like I could have lived with them longer if the situation wasn't as bad as it was. So I think one thing I'm confident in in myself is that I'm a people person and I can get along with most people. And so I'm excited to like build those relationships with like companions and people we're teaching and just like meeting new people and branching out is like a really exciting thing for me now, which is also crazy to just say, because I used to not, but I yeah, just but feel like where it, you are though, Reagan, you've grown yeah. so much, That's you crazy. know, I mean, I think it's going to be awesome. And I think I just have the mindset of like, if I'm going to go do this, I'm going to be all in. Like, Good. if I'm going to the MGC, like I'm going to play volleyball. No, I'm just kidding. But you know what I mean? Like just the little <laughs> things like that. Like, I'm not going to hold myself back. Like I'll join the choir. I'll become as close with my companions as I can. I'll do all the different things. So I'm just excited for that. And I'm just excited to like devote that time to my relationship with my savior because I just feel like life gets so busy sometimes and it's just not as easy when you're so busy with life. It, I mean, it should it's be true. a big it's priority, true. but mm-hmm. it is so nice that it really is like 18 months of my life that that's the main focus. Like how cool is that? And, um, it, and honestly, it's such a short time um, in your life. I mean, you know, when you're, when you're first preparing and getting ready, it really seems like it's so long. Um, you know, when my boys were getting ready for their missions, people would say like, gosh, that's, that's two years of college you're missing, or that's two years of a job you're missing. Like, why would you do this? And, um, it literally went by so fast and, um, and, you know, it didn't hurt in any way of their college. They're just, you know, they started college after they got home. So they're a couple of years behind. But um, I think it's more important to build that relationship with, with God and to, to also learn about yourself. I mean, you're going to learn so much about yourself. And I really feel like because you're doing this, though, that, that God is going to bless you in a way that is right for you, whether it's, you know, maybe you don't have as much anxiety while you're on your mission, or maybe it goes away completely on your mission, you know, because you're, you're doing the Lord's work. So yes, I mean, you can still have anxiety, but I I know you're going to grow so much. I just know it because you're willing. Exactly. I agree with the like everyone tells me like, oh, you're going to miss my wedding. You're going to miss this. You're going to miss that. But at the end of the day, like I'm 19 years old. Like I was never planning on getting married at 19 years old. I think this is a really good thing to have for myself, like an experience that's just for me. I think that's important for people as if that's your college or something before your marriage, you know, that you have for yourself. So I'm just really excited. And yeah, I think that it's just meant to be 
this way because how everything has worked out. And I think Utah is the perfect stepping stone for it because I've experienced living on my own. I've experienced having roommates and being around different people 24 seven. Um, I've grown closer to my savior and heavenly father because I've been on my own and because like I have opportunities like Institute and singles ward. And so it just kind of all has laid out perfectly that I'm just like, seems pretty right to me, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it's awesome. I, I can see with different things that you've talked about, um, how little things were, were placed either in your thought process in your life, or, you know, like even just that little thing with you and your friend, Hey, let's, let's live in Utah together. Like yeah. even back at being eight years old, thinking that that's, um, putting you in the, in the right direction that you need to go, you know, the path that you need to go down. So I think that's awesome. Um, do you have, as someone who has had, has anxiety and has had, you know, bad, bad anxiety, um, but is really flourishing. I feel like what type of advice would you give to someone no matter if they're in elementary school or middle school, high school, or even an adult, like what would you, what advice would you give them? Um, like if you found out someone had anxiety, what would you say? Um, I have a cousin that comes to me with different things that she's going through because she knows about my experiences. And I always just tell her that like, I promise it gets better because honestly, high school and middle school no matter if you're an anxious person or not are just hard years of life they're awkward and a lot's <laughs> happening and you're growing and some girls are really mean and it's hard to like trust different people and you don't really know who you are and then you graduate high school and all of a sudden you're kind of all back on the same level you always were but you didn't see it that way and everyone's yeah. doing their own thing and you have more freedom and you just learn a lot more about yourself. So I think like, just know it gets better because I really didn't think it would. Like I just kind of assumed that that was my life and that's how it was going to be. And I kind of just went with it instead of putting myself in those tough situations to grow. It kind of took me longer to realize how much those helped me because I love socialness and I love being around people. It just took me a second to get to that point and I just need time to adjust. So I would say that learning to get out of your comfort zone is important and trusting that it's not always going to be like this. Like I know it feels really hard right now. I've had really low times where I just thought it was never going to get better, but it did. And I think it's also kind of finding that self-love and confidence in yourself too, because if you're lacking that at the same time, it's really hard to put yourself in those situations because you don't even have that for yourself. So I think it's just important to start within you, like start, really knowing who you are as a person because then you can find that confidence and like I am these are my best traits and everyone loves me 
for some reason, everyone loves everyone. Like, I think if everyone knew everyone's story, they would love them. I think that's just a thing. So I don't know. I'm right, just because, you're, because you're never, you're not alone because no. so many other people are going through what you go through, even though sometimes it feels like you're the only one. So, so then you can, you can say that you have, um, you have found self-love, even though you've gone through anxiety and hard times, you're able to, um, get through it and, and be more confident in yourself. Yeah. I mean, it could be as little as changing your hair color. I used to be blonde. Now I'm brunette. And I, I just think I look better. It just, just find something that's going to help you start easily building that confidence and just go from there. I think it's also um, important to not find it through other people, but also look around, oh, all these people love me. There's a reason. Mm-hmm. And if yeah. you don't have that to look at, then know that your heavenly father and savior love you. And how sad would that make them feel that they you, you don't love something that they created in their perfect image? So I think there's always someone to turn to and just know you're not alone. Yeah. I'm like, I should I put my that. phone number in this? You can text me, <laughs> email me soon because I'll be on a mission. But seriously, you're never alone. No, I love that. Thank you. Yeah. If anyone, if you need someone to talk to and you don't know who to talk to, then uh, send us a message at test talks um, on Instagram and I'll get you in touch with Reagan (laughs) because she's an expert. Well, (laughs) Um, well, I am so proud of you. Um, You have come such a long way and I'm so grateful that you were able to come on here today and you know, hopefully give hope to other people who have gone through the same thing that you have. And, and I'm so excited that you are brave and are going on a mission. I'm so excited. I can't wait to hear all about that. And maybe when you come back, we'll have you on again, and you can talk about your mission and the experience and how it helped you grow even more. Yes, I would love that. And I'm happy that I got to come on here For example, this made me anxious, so I'm glad that I'm just kidding, but I hope that it did help someone or something that we talked about can help just at least one person. Yeah, I think that's awesome. Well, thank you, Reagan. I appreciate it, and I will talk to you soon. Love you, girl. Love you. Thank you so much for joining us on Test Talks today. I hope you were able to learn something that might be able to help you if you're struggling with anxiety. And I just wanted to reiterate the little saying that Reagan's life coach had um, her recite every day, which is, I can try, I can do, I can make it through. So please remember, you can make it through. And if you need help, please reach out to a friend, feel free to send me a message on test talks on Instagram. I'd also love to hear any suggestions you have of what you'd like to hear us talk about. So as always, remember to love hard, live full and laugh often. And I'll see you next week.